Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hello, boys and girls. <laughs> <laughs> this is like some sort of fucking Jimmy Savile intro or something. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, anyway, hello boys and girls and welcome to the Snugcast. Uh, uh, Jesus has risen. <laughs> and Jesus has been died again. <laughs> oh, what a, what a farce. Uh, how are you getting on, everyone? Um Thanks for tuning in to the boys. Uh, just the two of us sit here this week. We we may or may not be uh, joined by a special guests at some stage, um, but don't get your hopes up. Uh, DJ, how are you getting on? Not too bad. I was just checking here to see if uh, see if my volume is turned up fully, or else if I just uh, if I just can't hear for some reason. But the volume's up full, so maybe I just need to blow my nose or something. But other than that, I'm fine. <laughs> Um, I really liked your intro, uh, Jesus Has Risen, and referring to our listeners as boys and girls. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah, I, I, I kind of got a mix, I, I kind of mixed up a few things there. I, I, I didn't really know what I was doing with the boys and girls thing, but um, I also, uh, like, we seem to be kind of recording in advance now, and uh, even though today is um, Easter Sunday, uh so we're right on the money now with this now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, um, I, I'm just anticipating what, when the lads are going to be here tomorrow, Easter Monday, you know, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the way like we're, we're putting no pressure on ourselves to, to edit this in a tiny fashion at all. Like I love it. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, no, uh, been, a, been a good week, been a good... Um, Good few trips to Plinths and to um, a load of fridges and a load of uh, displays of cans. Um, and our our Pilsner Prowl is is still on ongoing, isn't it, TJ? Like I, I've um, I've really enjoyed it. Well, I had a bit of a nightmare there earlier on today, but um, overall, it's been it's been quite fun going in. Like it's like I think there was a bit where we had well, like last week we had like an absolute wealth. Uh, and then 
we both ended up drinking them all after the last podcast. So yeah. uh, we were completely out of them and uh, didn't take any notes on the last ones, which actually probably wasn't a good idea. We could have just fluffed our way through this one, you know, and, and, and lied to people. But, yeah, but that's we're not, not our style. That's not our style. No, we don't lie to listeners. To be, to be quite honest with you, like, that's exactly what happened. I was like, because the, the pills that I'm drinking tonight... I had a bottle of it after I had a couple of bottles of it and they were meant for you and for me. Um, and I just drank them all. Uh, so, and then of course I actually, I was off. We didn't go to the pint this week cause I was off for the day that we normally go. So we were trying to like, and you would think, right. We'd be arranged between the two of us. We'd have it arranged. This is the pills that we're drinking this week. Let's go and get it. Mm. We can both go. We know what it is. We, we can both go to the same place and get it. But no, like we just no, no, that's that's too easy. So far too easy. So we're going to mix it up this week. We're going to we're both drinking a different pilsner. We yeah. want to try and go through the scoring to it, and then we'll have a surprise next week. But I'm really excited about this because um because as you said, really good week and a week that included me uh, bumping into Julie Ward. The, the, the legend that looks after the wine and beer in Ardkeen Quality Food Store. Also quality beer and wine store as well, lads. Oh, good. Pick some stuff up, get some cheese, get some nice cheese to go with your wine, get some nice anything to eat at all to go with your beer. Uh, you can't go wrong. But uh, Julie recommended this Pilsner because I was like, any Pilsners, Julie? Like talking about, like there's a raft of new Pilsners being released by Irish breweries at the moment. But she pointed me in the direction of one in particular uh, that I might not have come across if she didn't. Uh, I'm very grateful to her for it because I've become obsessed with it. But we, we'll get into that in a minute. But like the week, the week has been the week has been really, really good. Um, plenty of crack this week. Uh, and I think, you know, what? I think like the public mood is getting like, like we're going to try and continue the team of escapism from last week. Because the public mood is kind of getting into this fed upness state of mind. But I found like, I'm just in this like, fuck it, I'm going to make the most of every day, like have a bit of crack, have a bit of fun, like control what I can. And what I can control is the beer that I'm buying and allowing that to be top quality so it influences the crack even more. Yeah, well, I'm very grateful for the off license that's been open. Yeah, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like everything else might be closed around you, but uh, um, yeah, no, happy for them. And yeah, you know, you're dead right. I, I like to uh, live in that model as well of just being happy with what you have and, and let's go for it. And to tie in with your intro, like, bless us, O Lord, for this bountiful beer, like, you know? <laughs> yeah, bless us, O Lord, for these pints we drink. Amen. 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 Um, so, uh, will we, what, what will we do? Will we go back and forth between the two of them? We'll, we'll do, yeah, we'll, yeah. yeah, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go category by category, right? Um, so, uh, what's the name of your guy there, DJ? Right, so this is going to take a bit of pronunciation. So and this spelling, is, please. Actually, this is ideal because we're going to be releasing this at Easter. We've already made several Jesus references and this this uh, Pilsner that I'm drinking this week is called the Eucarious Pills. Eucarious Pills. Okay. Good uh, Eucarious Pills. It's a 4.9% beauty from um, Kloster Brauerei Weissenhoe, I think is how you pronounce it. 
Um, I think it's like a, a monk scaf in some part of Germany somewhere. Um, and it's, do you know what it is? It's the book fast of Pilsners. And I mean that in the most complimentary of fashion. Go on. Um, it's just an all around cracking, cracking Pilsner. And I'm really looking forward to scoring it because I've tried to drink it last week and so far tonight without the prejudice of the Pilsner Proud scoring system in my mind. Mm. So I haven't taught it through. So when you ask me about it, I'm going to have to think about it then. But um, it's, 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 I'm like, you know what? It is actually a proper German regional Pilsner. So it's, it's fucking everything you want, man. Class. Um, yeah. Um, and I am on a... Tell uh, your story. Tell your story first about how... Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, there was a massive panic there in uh, Snowcast HQ where they're on there today because uh, I didn't have a pill already. Um, um, we were like, look, geez, we're only about... Well, for, this is the fourth uh, week of the Pilsner Prowl. And uh, like, if we come on now to a podcast and do a podcast without me having one, like it's going to be a, a shambles. Um, and I always was a shambles. So um, I was like going around looking for Pilsners. And like it, it is. So as I was saying at the top of the podcast there, that like it was quite uh, easy. There was a, like a wealth of like, uh, Pilsners like last week and that we ended up just drinking after the last podcast but like there's been like I don't know have they have have, have uh, breweries just been banning them or something since uh, or Offie's been banning them since since the podcast has been released because uh, we couldn't find them anywhere like you know um, so I was going, going around Kildare there today trying to trying to find a Pilsner uh, obviously obviously um an independently brewed pilsner. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't going elsewhere. But yeah, couldn't couldn't find one. So yeah, text EJ and we were like, "Oh look, sure, we won't do a podcast tonight. We'll um, we'll end up just having a, a chat a chat ourselves, non recorded." So then, like maybe five minutes before we we're about to come on air, there I was like, "Sure, I'll get my <laughs> I'll get my beers ready for the podcast." So took out um, what I bought on Thursday in Grady's Yard, um, up there off license there, um, and I bought this. Um, it's it's called um, Audio Visual Lager, and it is from uh, it is from Collective Arts Brewing Company, who are based in Hamilton in Ontario in Canada. So uh, I, I suppose like with probably european law or whatever like everything that we consume has to have like all the ingredients on it so like normally like what i was doing for like a lot of the other uh pilsners where it doesn't actually specifically say pilsner on the can i was looking to see like does it have a pilsner malt in it but this one didn't have anything written on it um and like you know pilsners aren't in the majority of the lagers so i was just like all right okay Grant, this like this just isn't a isn't a pilsner. But then when I like looked up basically five minutes before the podcast, I was like, look, I better just check now the ingredients of this. And lo and behold, pilsner malt in this bad boy and save the day. 
So you're yeah. you're listening to this podcast now because of my last minute uh, Google searching. Uh, so yeah, so um, this can uh, is uh, so I don't know DJ. You can see it there. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like this funky artwork on it, right? So like they're this crowd. It's like collective arts. So basically, it's like they're kind of like teamed teamed up with. Um, uh, like I don't know, like um, local artists and stuff, or like artists around Canada, and like every three months they end up like switching the the designer on the can. So like the like it's just like random fucking artwork on the can, like has nothing to do with the with the beer at all. So they just like help and um, promote a local artist, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll um, we'll we'll tip we'll tip into it. So so um, that's cool. Just before you go on, on I just yeah. want to say, like, in complete contrast to your like cool modern artistic um, can, I have this bottle that is like the most like old German monastery bottle ever. Yeah, it's cool. It even has that kind of. It looks like kind of like, nearly like pencil artwork on the front, isn't it? Like of like yeah. someone has kind of just sketched a, a I don't know, like a is it. What what is the front of it? Is it like um? It looks nearly like a beer tent or something. Is that no? No, no, no. no it, it's not at all. It's like um. It's almost like a little town with a church and a monastery, uh, in the hill. Oh, that'll make that'll make sense. Yeah, it's 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 a drawing from some fella cluster Vesenob in seventeen hundred of wherever this stuff is brewed. And like it is, it of course is in like a brown glass bottle. Like it of wouldn't course, be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like it's like you know. Is probably poured in by the monks themselves, like behind, you know. Yeah, that's the one. Um, so for the ghoulin jig, what are you giving her? Oh, getting what? them shoulders going. What's 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 getting them shoulders going, right? You so, know? what are we writing this out of again? Uh, this is um, this is rated out of uh, uh, your five for 16 is your top. top oh, yeah, there. well, do you know what? This has so. It gets the ghoulins going. Um, it's I mean, Jesus, they're they're the full uh, five hundred ml bottles, so a good value for the bottle. Um, it's, it's like I cannot emphasize the sessionability of this pilsner for a four point nine or enough. So I'm going full whack five for sixteen. Jesus! Oh my days! Five for sixteen. I would, I would happily drink this all summer long. Half five for sixteen. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jesus, that's good going, isn't it? Well, I mean, like you know, and it, and it, uh, like and it get it's getting you like reared for the night out, like you know, you're like genuinely. I was so excited for drinking more than one of these, like, and that's the ghoul and jig is like. Get me going, you know. Mm. That when I went into Arkane stores to buy them today, there was one in the fridge, and I saw Julie. Well, Julie actually would start talking to me, and I was like, "Oh, there's only one here." So the 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 guy who was stacking the fridge next to it, in fairness to him, was like, "Hold on," he's like, "I have some more in the trolley upstairs. I'll go get them for if you want." And normally I'd be do the real Irish thing of like, "No, don't be stupid, Jesus, no, no." But this time I you said, I was like, drop whatever you have. Yes, <laughs> get me some more. 
give me some more. I can't get enough of these. So like, um, and even the guy who who was who was um, stacking that that ma- that majestic beer fridge in our King Quality Food Store, when he brought the box down, he was like, I was happy to get them because I know how good they are. He was like, these are my go-to in the fridge. So I was a bit like, whoa, like, you know what? These these this um this eucarious pills really is the Lamb of God. Wow, wow. Um, so five for sixteen for me for this. So yeah. chart that down in your spreadsheet. I, I think I did. Uh, yeah, I have it down. Have her down. Have her down. So oh, and your your pilsner. What are we talking about? Um. So like I know he, um, the audio visual listeners are um are sorry not the audio visual the audio listeners on drinking audio visual lager, um. But the audio listeners can't see my 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 goulands, my shoulders now, right? But you can, DJ. How are my shoulders? They're very still. Still still out. Still I I'd say they're 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 sitting at the side of the polka. They're not doing the jig. So um what I'd say I'd probably give it uh one I'd probably buy one can for maybe 280 okay one for 280 that's that's a worse score so far yeah one for 280 yeah but look like i'm actually looking up hamilton in uh in ontario there and like to be 100 honest with you i wouldn't be bothered about not going there mm. there's way better parts of canada but look so <laughs> yeah let's insult them away um, oh, yeah one for 280 yeah um, so right, um, on to the quivering quencher next. Um, right, post post uh, post work point on a Friday. You know, you're like your peak peak quiver there. Um, what what you know? What's this? What's this quenching now? So a nine on the Richter scale is thirty trillion tons of dynamite, isn't it? <laughs> no, I think you keep changing every week, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, I don't care. It was, um, so. Will you do me a favor and call back the scores of the three previous pilsners for me? Because I yeah. don't. Want, this is this is a phenomenal beer. I don't want to overreg it. I want to give this score in context of what I gave the other ones. Uh, okay. Um. So for um Bohemian Pilsner, we gave it a three point nine on the Richter. For forty five days by Teul, we gave it a six on the Richter, and for Trinity Pilsner, we gave it a one point seven on the Richter. Okay, so I think Tuola was top notch and mm. in terms of the quencher, and we gave it a six out of nine on the Richter scale, which is yeah. actually a very, very good score. So while I think this beer is well up there, I don't think, I think from the quench factor that Tuola was just exquisite. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a 5.9. 5.9 on the Richter. Okay, good stuff. Um, it's definitely better, it's definitely more of a ghoul and jig about her than the Taola, but not quite the quench ability, yeah. Nearly there. Um, uh, uh, so, um, oh god, I wouldn't say this would even, this wouldn't even quench uh, if a fucking plate fell on the floor. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a, a 0.3 on the Richter. 
yeah, I was going to say, do you want to give it like a negative score? Like, it would actually make him more. <laughs> yeah, actually, I actually think I might. Yeah, negative uh, 0.5 on the Richter. 0.5 on the Richter. Yeah. This is refreshing because we're always trying to find a good in beer. Is it refreshing? No, no, that's what I'm saying. This is refreshing. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were always trying to bestow the good in beer and look at the. But if it's not doing it for you, sometimes you just need to say it. No, no, this uh, this is not doing it for me. Um, but maybe it might. Do you know, I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't, I haven't looked at all the categories. You know, I I only judge at the time of judging. You know, so yeah, um, this, this this scoring tool is too dynamic to preempt. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, so uh, the next now is your post point gasp. So. What's that uh, satisfaction rating once you've once the gasp is or once you've finished off that point? So I think like we gave we gave to all that that spas, didn't we? Yeah. Which again I'm trying to put in context. I think this is a this is a single S, is it? Yeah, it's 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 yeah, yeah, a single S because I think right, looking at it, and this might play out by the end of it. I think it's a better pilsner than to Ola. Yeah. It that like the quench and the, the gasp for to Ola is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Um, a single S, yeah, that's fast. Um okay that's bass. So that's yeah bass. that's bass. Right, just real quick a quicker. It's, yeah, it's a German one. It's it's das bass. Das bass. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so um this uh, let me just have uh, I need to I need, I need to get the negativity like the last two um categories don't count. It's a new point, new a new drink, a new new everything. Oh, actually, that's that's um, that wasn't too bad. Now, maybe I was trying to. Yeah, maybe I maybe I might give it. Uh, it's not as good as the Trinity now that we gave. That's but um, I might just give it a that. Yeah, there's something there. Like there's something to it in a, in terms of a gaspability. Yeah, there is. There is something to it now in a um, in a in a gaspability. It's it's um, it's you know it's 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 middling like you know. Um, okay, uh, now next one is just the jib of her, just the jib of her in general. Now, and and we're scoring this out of five. Yeah, so, um, like, uh, this is this is poured a bit. So the the so I'm actually I'm I'm quite happy that there's still some bubble action here, right? Talking about the jib, uh, the head is gone of her, but you're not too worried about that with a pilsner. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. She's beautiful see through gold and like she's a, the exact color of your piss when you have that a good level of hydration but and is there a bit of fizz in her now or plenty of life in her now when you pour her first um, yeah there's still bubble action now you know so you know when you get a bit of movement you get it get a little bit of a centrifugal force in her there and a bit of life comes back in the in the glass you know so um What's the jib score again? Uh, just out of five. Oh, yeah. So I'd probably give her f- 
four jibs out of five. Like she looks, she 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 looks like a pilsner should look like, and oh, wow. uh, and there's just a beautiful beautiful see through goldenness to her. Um, and like if that came out and if that came out now in a glass to you, uh in a pint glass to you on a on a on a countertop, uh, you, you'd be very happy with your choice. Good stuff, yeah. I I tell you, I can't even get mine that going at all. Look, it is a doorknob. Dead as a doorknob. Like she's as she's as flat now as anything. Like so, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Can I give, can I even put it on a score? Uh, the, the jib of her is. Do you know? You'd just be. You know, you'd be sending it back up now. Is what you would. You know, if that was thrown down to you now, you'd be sending that back up. You'd say there's something wrong with your taps. Do you know? Do you know that song, uh, Owen? Uh, mm. It's a real old song. The Dubliners released it back in the sixties to kind of make it popular. My dad loves singing it. It's a uh, maids when you're young never wed an old man. Do you know? Like he's got no florum. He's lost his ding dorum. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that 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 beer looks like it's lost his ding dorum. It has. Yeah, it ding dorum a bit again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I've um, what have I put? Uh, I, I might just actually give it a zero on the jib of her. Do do like if it doesn't deserve, doesn't even deserve a jib. Like there's not even a jib in it. Like so, I don't know how we could even give it a jib. And, and then puckability now. Right. So this is out of um one hundred thousand. Thanks to Shane McNally for that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's that scale. I think we're not far off. I really? Think, I think we're very, very close. Oh, Jesus. And as I say every week, Puck Pilsner to me had that, that je ne sais quoi. That, 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 <laughs> joie de vivre. That joie de vivre. That, 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 uh, en plus tard, that, that, that la vie, la vie en prost. <laughs> Just had that. That Kelke shows, you know. Yeah. And and this is more of a uh uh dick, you know, it's 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 oh yeah. But that's not a bad thing in a sense. And um I think if we're ranking her out of a hundred thousand in terms of puckability, like what is puckability? Puckability is the longevity, the ability to the ability f- for it to become your go-to drink in a bar, the ability for, for, for you to reach for it when, when you're given the opportunity, that's what you're going for. The ability to long for it, the ability to be sick there and work at two o'clock on a Friday thinking, like not being able to get this bottle or pint out of your head. The ability to, it's like, you know that puppy love when you meet someone that you're infatuated with at the start? It's like that, but you never get into the settled married phase. Mm. No offense, wife. <laughs> Wife, and to me, this this has huge potential, huge huge potential. So we give to all uh, like sixty something thousand, didn't we? Uh, yeah, sixty three thousand two hundred seventy four point yeah. two. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. To all, sorry, to all, we gave twenty five. Oh to, yeah, to all to, all, to all scored very high on everything else, but our puckability because it didn't part. have that. Kelke shows that. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> 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 just keep listing all night. 
<laughs> it didn't have that. Uh, this is how we get an hour of a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> there was no public ability towards it. <laughs> but what did we get 60 odd thousand to? Bohemian. Uh, Bohemian, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Bohemian was a great, yeah. Bohemian was kind of like a bit of fine tuning and it would be an excellent long term. Yeah, it definitely did, yeah. Whereas I don't think this needs really any fine tuning. And what I'd love is I love I love this on draft. Yeah. I would love it. So like if I could drink it on draft, I'd probably bump this up a bit. But I'm willing to give this 80,001. 80,001. Yeah. Good stuff. Um and um the, uh, the audio visual lager. Um, I do you know what? I want to give it uh, uh, minus six. Okay. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. It it doesn't it doesn't have the puck like there's no puck yeah. to it, you know. Um, in fact, it sounds like it would turn you off a bit. It? it would. I, that's it exactly. That's exactly yeah. it. It it puts you off the prowl altogether. You know. Um, like yeah. you wouldn't like you know it, it again. It's that thing of like, oh, would you would you recommend this? You know, or, you know, you know the way we're always saying about like bridging beers or whatever, and yeah. uh, and you know what's going to get you from the macro to the independent brewer. It's not this. Like this isn't it. This isn't the bridging beer at all. And it's not. It's also not the full flavored punchy mad hatter uh drink that that you also could pops possibly get you know it's not that end of the spectrum it's the other end it's uh it's you know now i don't want to be unfair to these guys because it's not like i'm not saying it's dutch gold or anything like that you know but it's just disappointing that's what it is it's got no florum no 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 um so with that we're we're god we're we've we thought maybe we should have done no we actually know i i like i like when we're both scoring and i think next week we'll we'll um we might do one each ourselves oh no sorry we'll we'll do sorry next week i think we'll do one that will both taste and then we might each even though i don't want to to put you through it but we might each uh swap um, from this week's one, yeah, yours sounded so bad. I might just drink this again. And we'll yeah, do- yeah, you can, you can just, you can just take for, uh, take my, um, my scores as gospel. Yeah, yeah, and you, I, I'd like to see what you think of this eucharist pills because um, I'm excited. It's the gospel of the Lord. We're <laughs> bringing them in. Yeah, JC, yeah. he's in, he's in heavy this week. He really is. Um, <laughs> he's the, fin, he's the fin dwyer of this week. <laughs> It's like it's like when the Beatles compare themselves to Jesus for popularity, we compare Finn Dwyer to Jesus. Um, that, can be the, that can be the episode title. Well, I, I was I was thinking it's lost this thing. Dorum is the episode title, but we we we'll jot down a few a few bits as we go. Um, um, so I think uh, we might just take a bit of an ad break here before we go on to the next few topics, if that suits you. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy enough because I need to get another bottle of this this golden nectar. 
Okay, guys. Um, catch you in a minute or two after ACAS inserts and I'll uh, add to whatever. Probably for Carlsberg and one else. Yeah, probably for something like that. So go for it. Shouldn't anybody heard it? Right, lads, we're back in the room. The, the glasses are full. The bladders are empty. We've had our fag break. And uh, here we are back. Yeah, speaking of fag breaks, I'm <laughs> I've just opened the second can of this audiovisual lager here. And uh, yeah, it's like a it's like drinking an ashtray. It's it, like it actually I think like what did I say there about like the what did I say there about the quencher? Uh, like like it was a zero point five on the Richter. Like it literally just sucks like the the like the longing for a point out of it, like, you know. You know, there's no, there's nothing to, there's nothing to finish it off. Like you, you near, you, you get the, the drink initially, right? And you get that little bit of fizz on the tongue, and you're like, ooh, what's coming now? Nothing. Like it literally just dries up in your mouth. I don't know. Disappointing. Disappointing. So oh, didn't just, me open up, open up the second <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well. So, so like I, I was when we were talking about this a minute ago. I took a picture of my bottle, Eucarius pills, and put it up on my personal Twitter. Mm. And I said, Bless us, oh Lord, for this bounty we are about to receive. Mm. And a friend of ours who we used to go to, 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 to um, conferences with work wise, uh, Francis Galvin, who we haven't seen in well over a year because of the pandemic, on uh, replied, What I wouldn't give for a pint and a laugh with you two. Mm. Which you know brought back some great memories of being in different um, cities around uh, Ireland and the UK and and going and and embracing and all this like really good research and blah blah blah, blah. but then going out and having an absolute crack in these random pubs because we wouldn't know the local the, the, the local area and just a bunch of Irish Egypts getting together having a bit of grub and then going on the raz having some great points. Well, there's something to be said, though, isn't there, about like that um, discoverability of yeah. uh, a new city? Do you know when you when you get there and you're like, you know, it, it, there's that, you know, there's that kind of like um, intense, panicky mayhem in your in your head when you're like, you know, you leave the hotel and you you know you you, you automatically do this, you know. Yeah. Right, where am I off there? Right, you know, the clap of the hands, the rubbing them together. Right, what are we doing? Where where are we going? Like, and and none of you, like, none of the group has a clue where you're going. Like, and it's just like, will we go? It, you know, it looks busy down there. Will we go that way? You know, and it's just you know going into the randomest pubs that you can find on route. Like, you know, what I love about that. What I love about that is like. You know, if we if we have a conference on in a weekend and say for a weekend and say say we went to Manchester one weekend, like you can't do any touristy stuff because you have the conference all day and then you're there with colleagues, so you go for dinner as a group. So like by the time the conference is done during the day and you've gone for the dinner, it's eight, nine o'clock. So it's not like you're going to a museum or you're going to a park or whatever. Yeah, uh, no way. But like so you're literally like all you're doing is work related stuff and then pub nightlife scene yeah and it's it's just this glorious like there are so many cities and like manchester is a bad example because it's a big city and i've been there 
in a non-work related fashion. I've been there for leisure too. But there's so many like cities or regional towns even in the UK that I've seen for the prism of their educational facilities and their pubs. And yeah, but but even even in terms of like um, Manchester or uh, or Liverpool or something like that, like oftentimes like their uh, conference centre. Uh, and where you're, the hotel you're put up in, in relation to that, is oftentimes like not in an area that you'd be familiar with, and like you know you're not, you're not going from like your hotel uh, or or the conference center. You know you're not like you know bring me in a taxi to a nightclub. You know because that's not what the, the what what's happening. Like you know you're you're going to a pub. So like. Actually, in terms of like Manchester and, you know, or, you know, the bigger cities, even like London and stuff like that, uh, when we went to a conference in Chelsea in, 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 in um, London before, like an area that we wouldn't have been like, you know, it is that just total like you're put in the middle of nowhere in, in, in relation to you. And, and like, it's just like, right, like, uh, like you don't even have a guide or roadmap or a guide as to like what's good in this area, which is kind of the magic of it as well, that you kind of just fall into places, you know? Yeah. I think even like, I was in Glasgow of one of these things once and we met like, um, uh, we, we, we met a colleague over there who was working and living in Glasgow at the time, who was someone of our group knew. And they were like, Oh, these are the really good places we want to go to. And then as the group, we just collectively were like, no, we'll just find our own places. <laughs> it was just this magical, like, we all know what experience we have ahead of us. And if we go to, like, the hip, cool, trendy places that the locals think are cool and trendy, like, yeah, you'll have a good night, but you won't have an adventure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that unknowing adventure is is just uh, is just absolutely glorious. And even even in places that I, like, like Liverpool, where I know really, really well, like, when we've gone to Liverpool together, and got a night nights out with Liverpool where it's just the two of us or maybe uh, uh, you know a couple of people. I love when we like even I'd have a really good knowledge of say the the bars in Liverpool City Centre. I love when we've just gone into somewhere that we know as a dive just for a few quick points, um, like the Blarney Stone in Liverpool, oh yeah 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 like, up up by the train station, which is just a complete kip. But because I, you know, live near Blarney, we were like, should we go in here for the crack and. I think we got a couple of free points because it said Blarney on my passport or something, didn't we? And like just yeah, yeah, so not like yeah, messing with with, with people. Um, so I, I absolutely love that that element of things. Um, but I also obviously the thing that you miss the most at the moment is that high stool in a bar, that conversation over points, that crack, the to and fro, the kind of gallery at the. Uh, of the high stool be it the kind of high stool and Phil Grimes or you'd have lads in for an hour out for an hour or you know like I've often talked about going out with my father and not for a point where it's like you go to a pub at eight o'clock and people like rotate between the local pubs so there's the Thursday pub the Friday pub and the Saturday pub mm. and you'd go in on a Saturday night to, to a pub with him and you know who's going to be in there and you know the kind of characters that are going to be in there and you stay there for the entire night and it's just this back and forth of crack and slagging and opinions and arguments all night long. I really miss that. Like, there's a lot to be said for a random, like, nobody knows what this place is going to be like. And we all kind of only half know each other night out in a, on, 
but Jesus, like, give me a hundred of these nights where you're, where you know exactly what's going to happen. I think that's the magic of it as well, though. And I think that's what uh, we probably take for granted in Ireland as well. Like, I know I've had, um, I've had like um, uh, cousins from America over as well um, and, you know, brought them on the kind of generic, um, we're all just heading to the pub night out, like, you know. Um, and you know they were like, "What? Well, like, like what do you mean you're heading to heading to pub? Like, is there you know, like what's the event or you know what's the, um, you know, is there you know, like basically was it nearly like are you cruising for chicks kind of a thing? Like you know, <laughs> and you're like, uh, no, like yeah, it, this like this is just literally like a kind of a a thing that we do on a weekly, like you know, um, but. Uh, like one of the things that happened like o- over the course of that night was uh, someone sat down beside us and, you know, uh, a joke was told about something and then you have the table beside you going like, oh, sure, like the same thing happened to my aunt, blah, 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 blah. And like, you know, just, you know, like like two two tables then become one table and you know, they join in and then they can just flit out and unjoin the conversation whenever they want and form their own group again. Like, you know, um, but I remember my cousin being absolutely enthralled with that, uh, you know, that mixing of uh, conversations and people, you know, forming, uh, you know, they having their own little groups and then like the whole pub is talking together and then, you know, it goes back down to maybe like three or four different groups. And then like, you know, even there, there can be times of silence within the pub as well. Like not, you know, overall silence, but like, you know, there can be times where people are just content to be sitting on their own and, uh, you know, you know, just waiting for or thinking up of the next topic or whatever, or enjoying their pint or, you know, that kind of thing. Like, you know, and like, yeah. that's just a, um, an accepted thing that you can do in the pub as well or you know even you know like there might be a fella reading a book or reading the paper someone might open a page on a paper and then you can go jesus you know reading the headline on the paper then like oh did you see that now blah 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 blah. so yeah yeah i think it's definitely something that we take for granted that social aspect of the pub um that is ingrained us all and like definitely makes us more sociable animals than a lot of other cultures in the world. Yeah, I think I think the what you described there like is, is exactly what I miss. It's like when you go to an Irish pub, and I'm not talking about like crammed in like sardines to a pub in Temple Bar. I'm talking about going to Phil Grimes or your Jacob Wedges or whatever. Like there's a physical boundary like you know you don't stand right in front of me or you don't sit on my lap basically no it's a comfortable level of people in the yeah. pub like everyone has a stool or everyone has a seat like in the but, pub but there's there's a physical boundary but there's no conversational boundary yeah and and i really miss that and i was thinking like i was looking i was looking at the you know stuff in the news this week and, I, and i'm i'm looking at the news i'm trying to do this thing now at the moment where I'm trying to look at the news through the prism of a non-COVID world. And I'm trying to look at the news and think, right, if I was heading into a pub tonight to sit in a high stool, what would the typical characters that you would see in an Irish pub 
make of this situation? So the big one for me at the moment is the Suez Canal, where the, the, the ship is moored. Um, and even every minute detail would be absolutely torn asunder in an Irish pub uh, from start to finish, from the, the the differing reports on how the ship even got stuck there. And I'm thinking like, you know, what would those conversations be like? Like, what would, because the Irish pub, the high stool in Ireland is not a reflection of any one part of Irish society. It's actually quite a broad representation of Irish society, I would say. So like you'll have a really conservative, um, traditionalist, person on a high stool you'll have me who'd be the opposite end of the spectrum on, on a high stool you'd have someone else there with completely different views so you get these massive global events that have much broader implications for everything and you get every minute of detail from how it happened why it happened what the implications are and how you resolve it and especially the fact that the images of one jcb digger trying to dig a trench out for this yeah like i just I'm looking at this and I'm not thinking about the impact it's going to have on oil prices or the impact it's going to have on the price of sugar or whatever, it, like, you know, any of these kind of things. I'm looking at it thinking about people I've come across in different pubs and, like, what would their take on it be? And would I be, like, backing them up? Would I be arguing with them? Would I be backing them up on certain things and arguing with them on other things? And I can picture the fellas coming in. Do the lads that arrive in a pub with, in, like, um, and like the walk pants on a Friday evening as if they've been on a site or something and they come in and they, they, they're like all, oh, uh, you know, Jay's this long week and they sit down and they haven't even gone home and showered and changed. But like when they talk to people that work with them, they do fuck all, you know, and them lads yeah. who, the exact lads who would, oh, I know exactly how to fucking get that ship back floating again, you know, and they'd, they'd come up with some completely flawed theory. Like, and I just... I'm trying to view the news through the prism of the variety of perspectives from the high stool. Yeah, I, I think I think um, that the lads on the high stool as well. So what I tend to notice uh, when 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 I'm on the high stool, right, is that you tend to have one perspective, right. So each person kind of has one perspective, right. So you ever only go like. You know, so, so we'll take the Suez Canal now, right? We'll say, right, so, like, if I was in there now, i go, oh, Jesus, like, you know, sure, wouldn't the lad now have just, like, how do you run aground now? Like, sure, you know, like, as I was always told, like, you always keep keep the back arse of the ship, you keep her straight, and, you, you know, you guide her in, like, you know, like, complete, like, complete nonsense, like, you know. So, like, I'd come along with that point, and then you'd come along, right? So you'd have one combating argument against me, right? And you go, I know, you know, your man's not fully to blame now. Like, you know, there's an awful wind there in Suez. Like, it's got, you know, it's it's known for, it, the Suez Canal is known for the wind, like, you know, and sure, you know, many a smaller ship would have ran aground there, but... You know, it's only the fact that this lad is, you know, it's a big bastard that it's causing such a hassle, you know. And then you know, I'd come back then, but it's always only like a kind of a tit for tat. Like, so you know, whoever whoever's the bastard now comes in now and goes, you know, 
well, you know, it, you know, and has three points lined up, like, you know, that's a, like, you know, there's no need for that lad now, like that, you know, that lad is just showing off a fellow who has, you know, three points to try and back it up, like, you know, whereas if you go in there and, you know, it's just tit for tat, like, that's how you get a good conversation going in a pub, like, you know, because the fellow now, you know, three, three points to argue it, like, he'll just shut the whole thing down, because, you know, the lads don't have enough guff now to, <laughs> to keep that argument yeah. going you know and, and I love then the way like mid-argument there'd be these like unifying things that would bring everyone together to laugh yeah. around so like I don't know if you've seen it Owen but there's this gif going around at the moment of you know the the, the hallway scene in Austin Powers oh, where they, fuck where they, yeah. but they just superimpose the boat on it and like I could just picture some old lad who like you know the fella who'd be passing around the phone that has it on it. Maybe picture the old lad taking the glasses then, like the fella who can't really use the phone and what's going on with here? What the fuck are you laughing at? And like I love Todd would be there. Todd would be there. Where are you laughing? Uh but like I, I love the fact as well there that you know like you know sometimes they're like the old lad then will grab the phone like you know and he won't like even still he won't have a clue what your ref like what the reference is or what you're laughing at what are you lads on about it all like you know just like like hasn't a clue and like it's that unifying moment then where like you know everybody who was like initially given out about the Suez Canal is now like laughing at Todd or Rod or Sod or whatever about about like about him not having a clue how a phone works or like how like our understanding like what this gif was about at all like you know so yeah just not not getting the reference but and and then like what I love about that is you'll you'll have to get the old fella see the gif with the boat super implanted yeah. And he won't get it, so someone will show him like the original clip, and then he'll be like trying to tell you how you're how like in Austin Powers they they could have like surely he's doing this all wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah the, the, uh, the argument now has gone on to like how your man in Austin Powers could have got through, like, but but the thing then is like, and I can see how these arguments will develop. And you'd go on about the Suez Canal, and then someone will bring up shipping. And, like, depending on what part of the country you're in, then you'll have some fella that'll think he knows a lot about shipping, and he'll start talking about that. And then he'll talk about freight. And I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the stuff doing around on social media at the moment, but um, the, 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 the shortage. The upcoming shortage in the world of sex arses is, is definitely one of the biggest fallouts. Sorry now, what? What was? What is a sex arse? This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, did you say, did you say sex arts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you've seen it on social media, um, but basically there's this there's this recurring theme to everything that's uh, withholding supply to the UK essentially. Uh, so so the first story, the first thing that they got this international print was um, Brexit. When Brexit, so, hold on, no, no, roll it back. What in God's name is sex arse? <laughs> All right, and I'm only taking this from like. Daily Mail articles and stuff like this, <laughs> often personal experience. <laughs> but it's basically a synthetic arse. <laughs> All right, okay, okay, okay. That you, that that that, like, I suppose if you, you don't plow, you, you plow a field with, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a it's a sex toy for want of a better phrase. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But basically, with Brexit, there was this fella did an interview. Uh, he had bought, he had ordered like a heap of these sex arses. Uh, he bought into the UK. sex arses. That has to be a nameless this episode. <laughs> but uh, they got stuck in Calais post Brexit, and he was like complaining that he couldn't get his sex arses into the UK. But apparently, there's a heap of these sex arses on the ship in the Suez Canal. So, so now, not only has Brexit caused the delay in the supply of sex arses to the UK, but the Suez Canal, the Suez Canal unintentional blockade, is also hampering this 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 vibrant industry in the United Kingdom. I say it's not the only blockade those sex arses are going to get. 
Anyway, move moving swiftly on from this exercise. Um, oh. oh, so so there are some hot topics out there at the moment, uh, and and one of the most polarizing topics in a pub is sport. And like some of my some of my most recent memories of pubs are really good ones. Like uh, I think back to um, you know pre 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 pandemic. Uh, watching, say, watching Darts of Neve's father in, in the pub. And uh, actually, I don't think it was last year, I think it was the year before, maybe, where um, the, the, the female dart thrower got into like the quarterfinals or something. And I remember watching that match that she was beaten in, in a pub with him and his best friend, Shem. And I just took the crack while that, that was on. And uh, so, sport is a polarizing thing in a pub, it's something that often really pits people against each other and can turn vicious too, can really turn vicious. And something that I think would be, and again, trying to look at what's happening at the moment through the prism of a non-COVID world where we're in a pub discussing these events. Imagine the Irish football team were beaten by Luxembourg 1-0 and you watch it in a pub on a high stool with a load of our lads and our ones around you. Yeah, like uh, again, I I I definitely think because even even outside of the pub environment now, that's uh, such a, a polarizing thing at the moment of uh, of you know uh, uh, like Irish football and uh, S- uh, Stephen Kenny's performance as manager. So you know, again, I, like harping back to that. Uh, that that polarizing view of you know you're either all in or all out on him so you know there's no one going ah you know he's all you know he's all right or whatever you know it is like you know he had a bad bunch of lads coming in there's a lot of injuries you know he's doing his best and then there's the other side then of sure like that lad is hopeless like sure you know, we got rid of Mick McCarthy and, you know, he look at what he's doing now and blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's definitely one. And I'd love to be in the fucking middle of it now, just, just to grasp onto it. And just, you know, like uh, what I love is uh, what I love about those arguments as well in the pub is I love being the, the, you know, having, I love having an opinion in them, right? I never, ever feel very strongly about anything that's going on in the pub. And I love it when lads in the pub do end up feeling really strongly about those things because I can sit back and relax and I can probe. I can just take whatever side that is going to get the most entertainment out of it for me, like, you know, so I can go, "Ah, I I don't know about that now. Like, you know, like Stephen Kenny, you know, you know he's he, he's a you know he had a great record with Dundalk, but you know what's he done on you know they gave him the job too early, and I just I'd love to see a lad just flip you know on me, and I like I love taking that heat in the pub, like because that's the thing about the pub as well, like it's all everybody knows that you nobody means it with any maliciousness or anything like that that it's all just like good natured um discussions in a pub like so i love being like just antagonistic in the pub as well that's because i think there's certain certain people have their pub personality Mm. you're an agitator like exactly yeah you, you just want to stir it like you'll say stuff you don't believe in 
for the yeah. crack. Just for the crack, yeah. Just to hear what, what just I think it's even to hear. I think it's nearly to bring out the passion in others more. You know, yeah. it's to it's to hear fully their side of the story, and like actually, it's sometimes they'll actually probably bring out a better point because of it. You know, um, they're forced to make a better one because you're agitating. Exactly. But, yeah. Because like there's 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 other pub personalities. There's so I my uncle Burr, who who I absolutely adore, uh, is is just the greatest to have these like few can debates on. Because if I told him that the night sky is black and the moon is white, he would have to tell me that the moon was black and the night sky was white. Like he just he's the pub personality that no matter what you say, he'd have to disagree and debate it with you to the nth degree. Just like it, it's just it's just his personality, and you've got the, and then you've got the person who will just agree on both sides, yeah, and will just be like, yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. Actually, yeah, that's a good point too. I didn't think about that, and they won't actually contribute themselves, but just for that kind, of, there, there's the type of personality, and I see it in pubs around Ireland. There's the type of personality who, who just doesn't really care. Yeah, no, yeah, no. So appreciative of being included in the conversation. And like, they're the people that I'm always like, oh, I'm so like, I'll always ask them or go to them, try and try and involve them in the wider discussions in a pub because you can just tell that that personality is just so fucking happy to be out and, and socializing. And 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 again has this grow for the crack the debate that the, the, the yeah they're just enjoying it aren't they? they're just enjoying the debate like yeah yeah and it's like you know there's there's just these characters in everyone's life who when you go to the pub and you're sitting on that high stool and, and you talk about like like we mentioned Stephen Kenny there like I think the pub is the perfect antidote to say social media Facebook Twitter where like it's completely toxic you go on the social media tonight. And like, you know, some people would have Stephen Kenny shot with a rifle. Mm. Other people would would argue that, you know, all the the Irish football's demise is purely down to them pumping hundreds of millions into John Delaney and his crack instead of the youth infrastructure. Um, and you 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 flesh that debate out. And like, like I don't think this is the forum for that debate. I'm not going to get into what I think about that really. Yeah. Um, actually do you know do you know what's another personality and i think it could have been was it your granddad that kind of reminds me of it but it's it's the chap that um he sits back right and he listens to everything right and it's kind of that it's that kind of maybe logical mindset so listens in takes in everybody's point you know and take you know takes in what everyone's saying and he's sipping away and he won't he won't say anything but he'll come out with you know that one, that, that one, one killer line. You know, that and just line. and he'll shut the pub up with that one line. You know, and then he'll he probably won't say another word then for the night or whatever. Or you know he or he he won't say he won't say another word in uh in in that conversation or in that debate. He, he might go on and he might chat to other lads or whatever, but he'll just you know sit down and he he'll consume everything and he'll just go. Do you know what you know? And then have a, have that killer line that will just shut everybody up, you know. Yeah, you're dead. You're dead right to, to to mention my granddad here there because he's the type of man that like like you said he'll have that one line he let everyone have their say and then he'll do the killer line. Yeah, he also has this magic ability 
to be fully in one of those conversations without actually offering an opinion. Yeah. And with reserving his opinion, you know, he, it's this amazing capacity to not give too much away, but still be fully involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, I, and like he's, he's got this real old school storytelling style as well when he's the one telling the story that just, you don't, he's got this ability to, to shut, to, 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 without shutting people up, shutting people up. Yeah. Like, you know, when, when he speaks, you're like hooked on the air, on every word. Um, you've got this capacity to deliver a story in a, in a way that just pulls everyone in. Um, and, and those characters, that, that essence, that, that multi-character universe condensed into a pub, I think is a much healthier uh, forum for debate and discussion around topics like the Suez Canal or Stephen Kenny or, or, or any other things uh, than like, you know, social media where you have to condense what you say into 140 characters or, you, or like, you know, you can have an, an anonymous account say something really abusive. Um, yeah. Well, I, I actually think that if, like, not if, or if the polls were open, I don't be, I don't be that person, but... It, you know, if there was that outlet for people to release uh, some of the thoughts and like, you know, get rid of some of those nonsense, ta- nonsense takes that they have in a pub, uh, because, you know, a pub will never inhibit themselves from shutting you down in a nice way. <laughs> but like, you know, in going like, ah, that's nonsense now. Don't, you know, you can't be saying that like blah, blah, blah. Like, I definitely think if there was that release for the person who has thought of this thing and has bottled this thing up and like, you know, has, you know, you know, has this experience or whatever to release it in a pub argument, I actually think that there would be a lot less online abuse and stuff because like that's people's outlet at the moment. That's a lot of people's only outlet at the moment. So I think if you were to, you know, not have that bottled up and be able to like, you know, hash that out with people in real life, um, I think there'd be a lot less of that going on, you know, of like people actually sharing ideas because it's very hard to, for people even on, in an online environment to notice tone or, you know, be able to understand context of like, uh, arguments is whatever so you know like how many words or how many characters have we spoken now over the course of this uh over this conversation you know compared to the 140 or 280 characters that t- twitter allows you to to make you know i think even if like the fluidity of conversation in a pub or, or like what we're doing here but say if we were in a high school the fluidity of conversation allows you to realize that you're not always polarized against the same individual every single time. So, for example, if we were in a high school tonight in a pub, we could be discussing Stephen Kenny and be on completely opposite ends of the discussion. But then the nature of a pub is the topic moves, the topic flows, it changes. Um, and then we could be discussing, like, you know, other news that happened in the last week or two. So, say, for example, Murray Walker died, the Formula One commentator. Uh, who, like, as a big Formula One fan for me, is like an icon in sport, even though he, he didn't actually partake in the sport, but his voice is, synony- is synonymous with 
Formula One. And and I think a lot of Irish people as well will normally walk up because, you know, we didn't have Sky growing up or whatever, especially people our age. So you were introduced, RTE showed Formula One every couple of weeks, but BBC, or was it BBC or ITV showed it every week? So uh, ITV, yeah. Yeah, so if you didn't get it on RTE with George Hamilton doing the commentary, and I it was George Hamilton, I think it was, who was very good on the commentary, you'd get Murray Walker, mm. who was this massive icon. So like Murray Walker was, say, someone that everyone would be in tune with. So we could completely disagree on Stephen Kenny, you say. And then someone could bring up, ah, Jesus, old Murray Walker died, you know, in 97, was a grand age, and blah, 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 could go on, talk about it. And then the comment... In essentially, like you could picture how it would go in a pub, it would dissolve into you know, someone would say, Sure, look, I, I'd be the type of person who might say, Murray Walker is the greatest commentator in any sport ever, mm. right? And we could have completely disagreed and been on polar opposite sides of the Stephen Kenny debate, but then we could be on the exact same side and say, The greatest sports commentator of all time debate that might happen five minutes later in a pub. and us disagreeing on Stephen Kenny is forgotten because now we're agreeing on Steve on Murray Walker arguing with someone across the bar about it who's trying to say Martin Tyler is the greatest sports commentator ever. You know what I mean? Um, and then I could be vehemently against this and you could be backing me up. And you know, I think in a pub, while con- individual conversations can be polarized, it's much quicker, it's much less like debates on social media are kind of compartmentalized into these threads and on that thread you're either one or the other and you're X or Y but there's no fluidity to it and there's this certain level of anonymity and an impersonality associated with these kind of debates that occur in pubs whereas in a pub you're more than likely debating with someone you know or someone that you half know and you're able to have that fluidity between conversations that allows you to keep a humanistic side to the debate I, th- I think that's invaluable like oh definitely yeah and uh, like I, I think you're totally right as in th- there's something to be said about um i i think i i think it's that thing of um like what like when you're in an online forum and you're you're um after making a comment right and like you see you see it all the time with celebs or whatever you know uh, some celebrity will post it or will will post tweet or will post a photo or whatever and then you know they'll get you know out of a hundred replies uh uh, 99 will be good and one will be or your uh you know some slur or whatever right and it's that one that's going to 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 land with them. Uh, so first of all, you're not going to get that that slur in a pub or anything like that. Well, in in in, in most pubs anyway, you're not going to get that that slur back at you or anything. Um, but I think also as well, you maybe thrive a bit more on the positive comments in a pub environment than you do yeah. on a negative because I don't think the negatives are as much so I think I think you are a bit like geared up by people going 
you know what? Yeah, you're oh, you're dead. You're dead right. You know, you know, Murray Walker. He was an absolute legend. And like I remember, and like you know, they'll tell their time then. So yeah. like you feel you end up feeling like that. You know, you've initiated this conversation that you've you know, you've become the basis of like this person regaling in their experience of like Murray Walker or whatever, you know? So I think it's very, um, it's very, like, it's, it's a very nice experience for you as the speaker um, and very rewarding to be the person who has, you know, who has like initiated conversations and has like, you know, you know, told a story in a pub. And like, I think there is a, a regardless of the pub and uh, the, uh, the Irish pub environment anyway, that like people are always like, go on, go on. T-, you know, yeah. even if someone is struggling through a story or whatever, so everyone is kind of backing them to, to tell their bit and, you know, to, to keep going. And it is lovely. Like I always, I always really do enjoy it of like, even if someone's kind of like forgotten half story or stumbling over like bits and pieces, you know, uh, someone will come in and, you know, they'll go, you know, say it, 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 this often, this, this oftentimes happens as well, you know, where someone is maybe struggling through a story and they go, Oh, I, you know, was it, I, I can't remember now. Was it, was it, um, was it June uh, 2020 or was it maybe it could have been August 2020 and you know someone will come in then go ah yeah that that was the summer 2020 yeah yeah you know and you know they'll they'll just kind of get them rolling on with the story you know and just you know making it really nice for people to be able to speak their mind in a pub you know or just speak their mind in general it's like one of the best debates I ever saw in a pub was about uh what had a greater area, the the goalpost, soccer goalpost or GA goalpost? And it was this like ferocious debate, um, which was really entertaining. But it was pure muck, like pure nonsense. Pure, yeah. I think the debate came about like someone said, uh, someone missed a, a penalty in a Gaelic football match or something. And someone said, oh, you shouldn't miss penalties. And then someone else said, well... You should never miss a penalty in a soccer goal because it's way bigger than a Gaelic football goal, but you can understand it with the Gaelic footballer. You know, something along them lines. And then it went, like, the, the place erupted. And it was like, just complete nonsense. But I, what I loved what you said there about the, the positivity in, in the pub versus social media, right? If someone says something outrageous to you in a pub or just replies to something that you've put out there with something really negative or something that could be construed as personal, there's no doubt that, you know, everyone in a pub is going for a piss every 10 or 15 minutes. So when that person goes, like, goes up to the bar, goes for a piss, someone's going to turn around and say, our domain team, he's only a bollocks anyway. Yeah. You don't get that on social media. Like, you know, you don't get someone putting something out there saying an opinion and then someone replies with a, something personal or causing yeah. it or something. Like, you don't get someone sliding into your DMs saying, don't mind that person, they're only in Egypt, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so like there, there's. There, I thought I thought that was an excellent point, and it's yeah, make, it's making it's making me have a great wanderlust for the pubs of Ireland again. I know, I know. I'm really longing for them. Like, I, I, it, it definitely is that. I just, I just do love that conversation and that um, ability to, you know, not not say what you want because, or not not even say what you want, but like as in. Uh, you know, speak your mind in the pub uh, um, a bit because 
you know, people will um, help you or they will guide you along nicely in terms of whether you're right or wrong as well, you know. Um, like, as you said there, if you say something that's like, completely off field you know people will often go what are you you know what are you talking about like you can't you know you can't say that like or whatever and you know where is your evidence for that you know people would call you out and then you know ah well you know people get found out quite quickly in a pub as well because they go ah you know you know ah well you know my, my aunt now like the same thing happened to her, like, you know, and you're just like, oh, whatever. And then again, you know, when, when, when they head off to the, to the Jacks, then, you know, it, the, someone will go, his aunt me bollocks. Like there's no way that happened to her or, you know, <laughs> he's talking fucking shite, like, you know, so, um, it is a means of like actually cutting the fat in, 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 in those conversations. And yeah, it's just a, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Like, and I, I, I am, I am really missing the pubs. Um, f- and it is for the social element. Um, because our, you know, like it or love it, you know, there's, you know, big uh, grievances around like pub culture in Ireland as well, but for the social aspect of it, it is second to none. Yeah, but even at that, like, you know, I, th- I think, I think, and, and we've had this conversation on a podcast before, and we'll have it many times again, and we, we'll come back to, back to it. Like, the grievances around pub culture in Ireland is often around the the, the culture of binge drinking, mm. which, which, I mean, to me, isn't pub culture. Like, pub culture is conversation, socialising, and having, you know, five or six points, but that being it, as opposed to like, you know, what people associate with problematic relationships with alcohol. And I think, you know, what we what we often miss is, and I've seen it with, you know, relatives say who are, don't go to the pub anymore, but they, they might actually drink more at home or, you know, it's, so, so I think there's this like fine balance. And I think, I think an awful lot of people are missing that, just a crack camaraderie. And even like, you know, uh, when you're a younger person going to the pub and trying to sit in a high, you know, the high stool is actually quite an important thing. And, you know, it's an intimidating spot as well. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, if you're a young lad now and, you know, you're coming in, like, you know, everybody gets a grilling at the high stool, but it's, it's, it's laughing it off and, you know, knowing that, you know, the, the joke is never malicious or anything like that. It's always, uh, yeah. you know, you're you're just bound to get a, a good jeer in that when you're at when you're at a high school. So it's nearly like being at a, a stand up comedy gig, you know, and sitting in the front row, yeah. you know. It's but but as well, it's this kind of thing of like you know acceptance and you know look, like you said, people have different opinions on this or are about diff- different aspects of pop culture, but you know there are these high stools and I've certainly lived in areas where certain people sat in certain places and, you know, you, you basically had to be invited, but when you got that acceptance and, you know, maybe that's not too healthy in a certain aspect too, but, you know, there'd be people there who'd be having these debates and you'd be sitting on the chairs and you'd be kind of half hearing it and half hearing the crack and you'd, you'd want to engage, but you feel like, 
I'm not ready yet or I'm not well, you know, yeah. it's not my place. And then when you, when you might, you know, for me, it happened one time when I was living in Tower where, you know, I went in early after work one day for a bit of food and I had it at the bar and I just happened to be sitting at the stool as people filtered in and I just happened to end up at the high stool and it was almost like that was a Friday and the following Friday when I went in later on that evening, they had kept the stool for me. And one of the old lads was like, come up and sit up with us here now. And it was just that, like, you know, that real, like, fuck it, I've made it now. You know, this is great. Like, and yeah. You know, and then you find your voice and you, you have to realize, like, you know, but even those dynamics, like, you know, it's not always your turn to speak and everyone needs the fair crack of the whip and stuff. And ah, it's, it's a magical, it's, it's like, sociologists should be studying Irish pubs. Like there should be multiple PhDs done on the Irish pub. Yeah. In terms sure. of like the, the little mini social interactions that occur there and stuff like that. And like, and as well, the publican. Publicans like this, like this psychologist, sociologist, like mad figure in an awful lot of parts of Ireland, you know? And the thing is, an awful lot of people are missing out on that at the moment. So I think it's interesting to look at the news and think, what the fuck? How would this be received in these pubs? You know, it's a, it's a worthwhile exercise every now and again. It, it, like, that's actually, like, so dead true that, like, you know, like, ha, like how much, like, I, I don't be, <laughs> don't be knocking psychologists now or anything like, but, like, <laughs> how much of... <laughs> but, like, how much of their job is... Uh, to be an active listener, right? Rather than, uh, like, rather than actually having any intervention out of it. Like, how, you know, how, uh, how much of their job is actually people, like, get, um, enabling people to um, spill their guts or to, you know, to, be, to, to talk about what's bothering them or talking about what's on their mind, I would say, 75 80% of their job is probably that like I have a notion but like uh, that's what I would I would like I would I would see most of the cathartic and uh, uh, and therapeutic benefit of it is actually getting stuff off your chest and like actually realize you know if you have problems um it's about talking about it and a barman like we'll actually do that like seven days a week um for quite cheap (laughs) (laughs) two points an hour yeah exactly so so like i know i know we're having a bit of a laugh at that but like there's definitely something to be said about it as well like you know there's a lot of truth a lot of truth in it and uh, yeah i look forward to the day where i can you know where, where, where you get to have these debates and have these had this crack um, and, and I have all the multiple different pub experiences, had the pub experience in the, in the random bars and then in, in, in the UK at conferences, after conferences and stuff like that, had the experience of, of Phil Grimes and, and, and the pubs in Ballybone and Leash and the pub, pubs of Waterford uh, and Kilcullen again, you know, that's, that's the fucking, that's the dream. Um, and and hopefully hopefully we won't, we won't be t- too long waiting. But um, oh, that's been a great conversation. Like we actually have very little prepared for tonight, and it turned into like this mass this 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 super conversation about um, but what we miss most about pub life, I think, uh, 
you, you guys can get us all on, on all the regular social media feeds, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Snowcast. You can get us on patreon.com forward slash Snowcast if you want to give us money to help upgrade equipment. When the pubs come back, we'll be able to get to more diverse pubs. And uh, we want to get up to, to we want to get to the pubs that we featured in the last call series. If you're new to the Snowcast, go back and listen to the last call series and the pandemic series um, from late last year. If you haven't, I think it'd be well worth your while. Uh, they were a particularly good series for us, I do think. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been a fucking pleasure to be drinking these pilsners here uh, with you tonight. I look forward to coming back next week to to have some more. And um, Owen, parting words for the listeners. Uh, my parting words this week are um, just to remind everyone that uh, that it's it's been tough for charities in the last year to fundraise that they've uh, found it difficult uh, because a lot of fundraising is in shops and um, in-person bucket collecting kind of stuff. So uh, uh, two charities that I'd be uh, quite involved with uh, would be um, the Irish Cancer Society, any of the the cancer um, societies really are cancer fundraising um, please donate. They find it quite difficult, and um, a lot of the the nurses who would do home health and stuff. Um, it's really important for them to to get funded in order to be able to provide those ser- services um, for end of life care and stuff like that in patients' homes. So um, please do that. And another one as well is. Um, the Irish Guide Dogs for the Blind um, is something that I'm involved in as well. So it costs about €55,000 for an Irish, uh, for a guide dog to be raised to to be a guide dog. Um, uh, so 85% of their funding is reliant on uh, uh, on donations. Um, 15% is provided by the government. So um, please, uh, if you can, please donate to the Irish guide dogs as well. That's my yeah. parting words. Yeah, I'd completely echo that. Um so you can go to donate.cancer.ie to the, to donate to the Irish Cancer Society. They provide like they, the services they provide are completely invaluable. They provide night nurses to people in their last hours of life uh, who who need nursing care overnight so that they can die with dignity in their own home, and that's really important. And uh, for the Irish guide dogs for the blind, uh, you can go to guide for slash donate for them. As one said, cost uh, huge amounts of money. Uh, just just to train a guide dog and and again they're another invaluable service and just just to give context to the impact of covid on um fundraising it's been daffodil day recently for the irish cancer society and in 2020 2019 irish cancer society raised four million euro uh in 2020 because of covid uh and daffodil day being cancelled in 2020 that dropped to just two million so their funding was cut in half so if you have do you know what? If you have a spare few pound, uh, throw, throw it to them, please. Uh, this month, we much appreciate it. And another shout out just for another, if you're in the Southeast, uh, another charity that's close to our hearts is the Solace Cancer Support Centre here in the Southeast as well. So, uh, look, fuck it, great, great shout there on. Uh, lovely note to finish the, the podcast on. Uh, support your local charity. And, and again, uh, just before we leave, Another thing that pubs would do would throw an old box up on the counter for these charities and collect money uh, for them. And, and every every penny counts. So uh, another source of income is for these charities as pubs being closed. So um, uh, any, any money you would have given over the year 
to to these charities in the pub box. Maybe just throw it, throw an old revolute or an old bank transfer to uh, to any of these these uh, charities. So thank, thanks for that. Uh, great way to end the podcast. On slant you guys. Slant you guys. Bye bye. Bye bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.